0: Hey guys and girls, week 15 of EPL, and to be honest, this was an incredible weekend, sorry, 14, this was an incredible weekend of footy, and we've got a hell of a lot of banter, and then if you tag along right till the end, we're gonna talk a little bit about the on Door. so Alex, if you wanna take us through the games right now, he's got the prediction sheet, he's gonna read out the prediction, and then read out the score of what all happened. All right,
1: all right. So the first game we had was a Liverpool versus Brighton, and we both said two nothing for Liverpool. Game ended two one. Liverpool had Allison sent off for a handball outside the area. Didn't matter. Liverpool still won. Pretty accurate prediction. Scored two goals. Uh, your thoughts?
0: Yep. To be honest, um, I thought that that was that was a lot of momentum for Van Dyke, especially. Being nominated for the Ballon d'Or, he probably had a lot going for him. He was feeling really good, and he scored two fabulous headers. Yes, he did. Like, fantastic headers. And I thought that um, really good of Brighton to get that goal and just kind of keep themselves in the game, more or less. Possession was actually in the favor of Brighton. Shots were relatively close for either teams. Brighton had more touches, more passes, more clearances, more corners. And um, I think they really just have to work on their offsides because they were more they were offside more often than not. And they conceded more fouls. So I think that for a team like Brighton to play the team that's held the position of number one for relatively
1: the whole season here, really great performance. Very good performance. And, uh, you know, Brighton scoring off of that red card, the free kick right off of it. You know, it probably mm-hmm. frightened a few Liverpool fans. Like, oh, are we going to drop some points? But they win again, and they extend their uh, they extend their uh, points up uh, from second and third place. Okay, so uh, next game here, which is my favorite game this week: Leicester versus Everton. I said three nothing Leicester. You said three one Leicester. Game ends two one. Ikenacho scores. Last kick of the game to win the game. Keeps them eight points behind Liverpool for first place. Leicester in second place. Our favorite team. What are your thoughts? Holy shit is my thoughts.
0: Leicester held, you know, around 70% possession that game. They really, really wanted to win that game. And to me, they looked like the dominant side. And um, we were just walking down the strip here on 5th Ave in Cancun or in Paya del Carmen where the partying is. And we stopped for about 10 minutes there to catch just after Everton scored their first goal at around the 23rd minute. And Melissa and I were just absolutely captivated to see that game, a play through. It was a goal. Good, good, good goal by, um, how do you say that? Rick or I think it's like, I think think it's like
1: Richard listen, Richard listen, Richard listen.
0: That was a great goal. Composure by him. Um, great composure by Everton in the first half. And just so typical of Leicester City for Vardy to be. He's such a slippery guy. He's such a sneaky snake. He had tons of shots. He had tons of opportunities. And to be honest, I'm just surprised that this wasn't a 3-1 game for Leicester.
1: Yeah, and you know, to win it at the end there really uh, shows that they still have that fighting spirit. They feel that they could still catch up to Liverpool, even though 14 games in, uh, they're uh almost ha- we're almost halfway into the season. They're eight points behind, but anything can happen, of course. Okay, let's have a Absolutely. let's have a move on here. The next game, uh, Manchester City versus Newcastle. I said four-one City. You said four-nothing City. Game ends two-two. Other than the fantastic other than wow. the fantastic goals that were scored in this game, I think it's a bit disappointing.
0: Other than a fantastic game overall, Raheem Sterling scores in the twenty-second minute. Almost without hesitation, Newcastle scores in the twenty-fifth minute. And then, t- Kevin De Bruyne scores in the eighty-second minute. Okay, Shelby for Newcastle scores in the eighty-eighth minute without hesitation. Just an unbelievable ruckus that Newcastle caused on what looked like a really strong City
1: side. Oh yes, oh yes, of course. So, what would would you say because of this game, Manchester City, the favorites? 11 points now behind They're Three points behind second. Are they out of the title race now?
0: I want to say yes, but I also want to say no. Um, I think it was just a bit of a stint. And like I said, we still have quite a few more games to really determine where Liverpool goes and how they finish their season off, right? Starting off on the right foot is half the battle, but also finishing on the right foot is the other half of the battle. And that's the other half that we still have to let play out. So city could, could finish up strong. I'm like that game. They had around 76% possession. They had around 24 shots, nine on target. Like they were definitely the dominant team. But when it came to that back line, being able to uh, control and condemn Newcastle United from scoring, they couldn't.
1: Right. You are right. You are. And for, uh, City had to win this game. You kind of felt that, that pressure, especially with Leicester getting the win the next day, Liverpool winning earlier that day. So now uh, Manchester City, Pep Guardiola's boys, they have some work to do. They cannot, they cannot afford to drop any more points until Liverpool start dropping points. So uh, the next game we have here is uh, your boys, Chelsea versus West Ham. London Derby, West Ham breaking Chelsea hearts, 1-0. What do you have to say?
0: uh you know severely disappointed and um Lampard didn't start Mount he didn't start Abraham I seen that he had chose to start Giroud and Pedro and um some of last season's boys and rightfully so they deserve it right if that's what the coach decides but uh just an underwhelming performance from Chelsea not fantastic highlights not a fantastic performance I think that um they had They were riding momentum, and uh, with every wave that goes up, it needs to come down and Today was that down day, but you know don't, don't want to take anything away from West Ham United. they played a great game, they had a ton of movement inside and outside of uh, chelsea's box, and frankly, I think that Chelsea got away lucky, considering it was a one nothing game for uh
1: for for West Ham and they get out of the uh they uh, climb a little bit higher up in the table. Not so close to that relegation battle anymore with that uh, crucial win. Chelsea still in fourth place, however. Six points up on Tottenham from uh, fifth. Still in that top four. Good for them. So next up we have our, our other favorite team, Wolves versus Sheffield. I said 3-1 Sheffield. You said 3-1 Wolves. And it all turns out one, one all.
0: Uh, one all. What do you have to say? That was a great game
1: that was a great game.
0: 60, percent possession for the Wolves, 40% for Sheffield United. Um, the gay the, the goals couldn't have come further apart, to be honest, yeah. like really just starting the game for Sheffield United right away, second minute to score that goal, um, put them on the good leg. But you and I always say this, you know, come that locker room talk at, at half time, that's what changes the team and that's why they have it gives the, the boys a chance to breathe, gives the team a chance to collect themselves. And when they came out, they came out uh, swinging. And they definitely put out a better performance second half and tied the game up. Uh, I really would have liked to see the Wolverhampton Wanderers win this one. I think that they deserve a win, but uh, I guess not because they didn't pull it out, right? What do, what do you think?
1: Well, with uh, you know, the Sheffield scoring so early, they uh, just he- sat back a little bit, uh, let. Wolves come to them, they figure that they could uh, defensively hold them, but uh, Wolves kept on pressing, kept on pressing, but Sheffield, I think, should have won this game, actually. Yes, they were out-possessed, but you score the goal early, get another one. Go fight for a second one. Why not? Get them yep. on the back heels. Finish this game off before it even gets started. Get Wolves, make them not have a... No doubt in their mind that they've lost this game, so for Sheffield to score early and then not to finish this game off, a little disappointing. However, can't complain about the result. Two uh two teams very evenly matched on paper. And they're both sixth and seventh in the table. So again, two very good teams going up against each other. One one. Can't complain. So uh the next game we have here is uh Burnley and Palace. I had one all. You had two one for Burnley, and the game ends all uh two nothing for Palace. Bit of a shock, I think.
0: Yep. Um and Watching these highlights, I was just genuinely disappointed that um, like Burnley didn't put up a better fight, to be honest. Crystal Palace had two shots on target, two goals. They converted them. That's absolutely fantastic. You got around 15 shots for Burnley, four on target, and they just couldn't convert. So I think it was just a, a case of bad luck. Crystal Palace held more possession, but uh, more or less, I think it was just a case of Burnley not being able to to ride the momentum and Crystal Palace being able to capitalize whenever they got the opportunity. And that's what it takes at this point in, in the the league and this point in general is to just make the best of what you've got. You got tired players, you've got low morale, high morale. You've got a lot of emotions mid season here and you just got to make do with, what you've got. And that's exactly what Crystal Palace did. Kudos to them.
1: Yeah. And they're both, uh, even, level on points, Burnley ahead on the goal differential 10th and 11th place right now. So they're going to be, both teams will be fighting for that, uh, uh, top, uh, top half of the table spot. So, uh, next up we have is, wow. Arsenal versus Norwich. We both said two, one Norwich game ends two, two. And, uh, with, uh, Aubameyang scoring both the goals, uh, will come from behind there. What are your thoughts?
0: So Timu Puki, I believe, scored um what was it, the first goal for Norwich around the 21st minute, 20th minute or so. Yep. Is that is that right?
1: That is correct. Yep.
0: And then it was like you said, a Yang scoring, I think it's like 30th minute or so with the penalty. So just a rebuttal right before the second half ends. And Norwich, like you said, taking the lead before the half ends. 47th minute scoring and then come out second half penalty for Arsenal scoring that second goal to tie up the game. I think that this game was relatively close on paper. Um, Arsenal had more possession. They had one more shot. They had one less shot on target. just goes to show you how close these these teams actually played, to be honest. And I just can't, I'm just i not disappointed with that result whatsoever. I think that that's a good morale boost for Arsenal, especially with what they've been going through. And I also think that that's a fantastic result for for Norwich, considering their last couple of results.
1: Yeah, first game for uh, Lundberg and uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Lundberg in charge of Arsenal here. And I noticed he started a uh, granite jacket after all the uh, drama. He played the full ninety minutes. Uh, overall, this game, I did expect Arsenal to actually lose. Uh, it's it's the manager's fault. It's the players that uh, that they have. They're not playing for the club anymore. It seems like they've all lost interest. You can tell by how they play. Uh, without a Yang, man, this team would be in shambles. They have. He has saved them all season this season so far. So uh, let's see if uh, Lundberg can uh, turn Arsenal around at all or if if it's just going to be consistently, well, shit, frankly. And if and if it yeah. is, then we can honestly say that it's not the manager's fault. Right? With Emery leaving, uh, right. it's obviously the players. So this got to, something's got to change with that club. But 2-2, better than a loss, I guess. You don't want to be a start off as a manager with a loss. All right, so our- No, I think that's a great
0: great way for, for him to take uh, lead of the club and just start it off with a draw. I think that's exactly what he was dealt when he gave that team. He was given a team that can win, but they're always losing, and that's kind of right in the middle ground. So I think that that's a, a healthy result for them.
1: It is, it is. Okay, so the next game here is, well, another uh, game that ended 2-2. It's United versus Villa. You said 2-2. I said one nothing for United. Uh Manchester United, again, disappointing, but I can't expect much. A little bit come from behind, uh, and they ended up uh, tying the game. What are your thoughts? Okay. Incredible game, to be
0: honest. I thought that that was a really good game. Um, I really wish that there wasn't that own goal by Heaton. I think that it might have been... I think that it might have been a different game otherwise. Um, but overall, I think that United has actually started to show more momentum. I think that they're inspired, actually, by seeing what's happening with other some of the other teams in the division. And um, realistically, it's not like they couldn't have won this game. Like, I think that six shots on target, they just need to – turn up their conversion, and maybe they need to, you know, change their lineups here. I, I did see that I have not seen Marshall, Anthony Marshall, touch the field for France since the last Euro, I believe. Yeah,
1: yeah I think that was the last time he played, and he won't be in the – he won't be getting called up for France anytime soon. He just hasn't put in the good enough performances for the world champs.
0: And, and that's what I'm saying here is I think that he – If he really wants to play and and get some time on the pitch there, that he's got to do something and he's got to make a difference for his club, and then his country is going to pick up on that. Um, I don't think that he can just coast the train. And you know, even Benzema has been one of those players that has been able to convert, convert, convert for his country. And when it comes to his club, he has just kind of sat in the background. But you know, that being said, this year he has in uh, La Liga played fantastic. So in Marshall's case, I think that as the the actual forward, he has really got to step up and and put some numbers on the on the cards for United. He definitely
1: does. United also played five, including the substitutes, five academy boys, which goes to show how much Oli has faith in the uh, young lads there. The only one of the biggest issues really is uh, with no Pogba, and he'll probably never play for United again. Is well, they have no midfield. Like their midfield is so weak, right? Their attack is looking pretty good. The defense is decent, pretty decent. You know, can challenge for the title on the, when they're on their day. But uh, if they got no good midfielders, you know, the whole middle of the park is uh, uh, open and exposed. So United really got to change absolutely. that. Whether it's a tra-
0: especially because of their how they play, it's how they right? Play. Especially because of how their lineup is. So
1: absolutely. So let's move on here. Uh, next game here we have mu and uh, the spurs versus uh bournemouth i had two nothing spurs you had four nothing spurs a three two win for jose Mourinho and tottenham with uh deli alley again scoring two goals really really uh really bringing the best out of him Mourinho is which is good and uh which is good to see because he used to be what' uh, the hottest prospect? Essentially, they were up three nothing. They blew it, didn't? Or they almost blew it. Uh, Give up two goals, one late, and uh, a little bit of a scare near the end there for Tottenham. But uh, Mourinho does it again. He's uh, got a perfect record. What are your thoughts?
0: That's exactly it. Are you Delhi Alli, Ali's brother or are you Delhi Alley's Ex- I'm Deli Alley, so I'm going to play like Deli Alley, right? And like you said, Mourinho brings the best out of his players. Um, that being said, that late, late, like, let's, let's just remind the crowd how late that goal was 90 plus six minutes for Bournemouth to make it 3 2. Mourinho was pissed off. That game should have been in the bag. They should have had more. And to be honest, for Bournemouth to even score in the 73rd minute, they took the pedal off the gas. And they started to play more and more defensive. And we already talked about this. I think a lot of people who watch Mourinho know that Mourinho does play a defensive style of football. Um, but no excuse for Tottenham really to let Bournemouth let those two goals through. Uh, a shame that they didn't give Lloris the the clean sheet. He should have had one. That's about it, honestly. It is,
1: and uh, really, I think Tottenham is going to really start uh, winding up these wins here with uh, Mourinho. I mean, he's only, he's working with the best that he's got, which might not seem like much, but uh, Tottenham are full of quality players. Not taking anything away from Bournemouth, though. Uh, great comeback, or almost almost mm-hmm. a comeback. They uh, really been needing it. I am surprised. Uh, I mean, they're in 12th place in the table, mid-table, which is... I guess where uh, most people expect them to be at this point of the season. So, so our yeah. uh, last game here from last weekend, we had Southampton and Watford. I said two one for Southampton. You said one nothing for Watford, and it all ended actually uh, two one.
0: Yep, yeah, and to be honest, like you know, seeing Sour score twenty fourth minute in, I had a lot of hope for Watford. i really thought that even if they can just hold this and and play defensively and just hold strong they deserve a win but uh i guess not because southampton absolutely deserved it just a heroic final for them to pull out 78th minute and then without missing a beat 83rd minute two goals almost back to back dominating possession you know three more shots on target i think that it was like five more shots in general and overall they just played a better game and they deserved it good for southampton and uh Wofford is really looking at
1: relegation I think they're gonna I'd say it I know it's still early but they're gonna get dropped they're just not
0: performing as uh what you'd expect from a club you know uh especially them considering what they did last season I I was expecting more but uh you know you get what you give and they've
1: just gotten the short straw. I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay. So that's all of the results that we had from uh, last uh, last weekend's uh, games. Next up, we have our, uh, the predictions that we have uh, for this weekend. So uh, first up here we have is uh, Palace versus Bournemouth. Uh, what do you think?
0: You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say that that's going
1: to be a 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw. I'm going to say one nothing to Palace. Okay. okay, so next up we have our uh, Burnley and Man City. Uh, I frankly have City winning two nothing.
0: I have City winning two one.
1: Okay. Next up we have our Ch- Ch- Sorry, Chelsea and Aston Villa. What do you have?
0: I have Chelsea winning that one one nothing.
1: I'm gonna have a three one for Chelsea. Three one for Chelsea.
0: Okay. That's a big win.
1: That is. A big I win. hope that that's the case. They're going to win big, I think. So next up we have is uh, Leicester versus Watford. What do you have?
0: Yeah, I just have a 4-1. I have a 4-1 shilling out from Leicester. I think that they really want to put points on the table, and I think that they want to move up yeah, fast. Yeah, I'm
1: going to say a 3-0 for Leicester. They're going to score a bunch, if, I think, uh, next week. So next up we have is uh, Southampton and uh, Norwich. I'm going to say... I'm going to say one, one for these guys.
0: I Seven agreed one. a one, one draw there. I think that that would be a fantastic result for both teams in this situation. They're both kind of, you know, performing well, they're performing on par with each other. And I think that that's a reasonable result.
1: Agreed. Agreed. So next up is uh wolves and West ham. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say two, one for West ham with their, uh win against Chelsea. I think they're going to keep on the, uh, stay on the winning train and, beat the wolves what do you have
0: absolutely i'm going to say two nothing for west ham they just came off a big win off a big team and i think they're going to ride that momentum
1: all right next up we have is manchester united versus uh new uh versus, sorry versus tottenham and uh, it's return of jose Mourinho back to manchester what are your uh, thoughts
0: you know, I think it will be a little emotional for Mourinho in some regard. He's definitely going to pay his respects to the fans and to the team, the club that they put so much time into. But I don't think that that's going to hold him back from really wanting to dish out a 2-0 win over United.
1: I think it's going to be a 3-2 for Tottenham. I hate to say it, but I think that's what it's going to be.
0: Or sorry, yeah, I meant Tottenham. I meant a 2-0 for Tottenham. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, same here. I think okay. it's going to be 3-2 to Tottenham. So uh, next up is uh, Liverpool Everton Merseyside Derby. Doesn't matter. Everton not that good. Liverpool fantastic. Liverpool wins three nothing comfortably.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and say two nothing or two
1: one. I think that that's two-one. a two one. All right. All right. Next up I we have Sheffield and Newcastle. What do you have?
0: I got Newcastle that one two nothing.
1: Two nothing. I got Sheffield one nothing. And uh, last game is uh, Arsenal and Brighton. You never know what you're going to get from Arsenal. Honestly, Brighton wins one nothing. Yep. All right. Well, there you have it, everybody. Those are our predictions for next week. And uh, up next, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, earlier today, the uh, Player of the Year awards, Ballon d'Or, was announced. Lionel Messi winning uh, for a record sixth time. Van Dyke coming in second. Salah coming in third and Ronaldo fourth, what do you have to, what are your thoughts on that?
0: First of all, I just want to talk about Ronaldo announcing that he was not going. I think deep down he knew that he didn't put out the performance needed to win it. And that's why he didn't show up. I do believe that, you know, uh, it's an, it's an absolute honor and a respect to get to that position in the first place to be nominated and I think that every player should show up. So even though I do believe that Salah knew deep down that he was not in the running running for it, that it was really a race between Messi and Van Dyke. he showed up, so respect to him. And I'm just going to move up the ladder to Van Dyke now. Um, congratulations for him playing a fantastic season last season and coming off a great game uh, this weekend. But I really don't think that he's put in This season, what he did last season. I mean, he's got a ton of points. He's got a ton of assists. He has made a ridiculous amount of movement for a defender on and off the pitch, but um, you can't take it away from the lion, right? The lion leads the pack and the lion eats first. The king eats first, and uh, Messi took it. I think he absolutely deserved it. In his age, he's he's grown like a fine wine. He's been able to put points on the board, whether it's through assists, whether it's through goals. And as he's aged, he's realized that through injury, he's got to be smarter, not harder. And his game, if you ask me, has just gotten better and better and better. He has really aged beautifully, and he absolutely deserves. I was just talking to Melissa, and I said, you know, do you think that six Ballon Dors is the equivalent of one World Cup? Probably never will be, but the six Ballon doors is quite an achievement in yeah, itself. Yeah, no one's
1: going to catch him. I mean, Ronaldo's at five, but will Ronaldo win another one in his career? Who knows? I agree with you with Ronaldo not uh, showing up. I think he just knew he wasn't going to win. He doesn't want to be there when his name is not announced. I think a lot of people knew that Messi was actually going to win. Like, was Van Dyke actually going to win? I think we talked about this earlier, maybe about a week or so ago. Van Dyke had a great first half of the year. He hasn't been able to be as consistent. For the, he's still been good, but not as good as he was, not as threatening per se, in the uh, second half of the mm-hmm. calendar year here. So Bill Andor goes for the whole, the whole year. Yes, he's won some accolades. He won the uh, champion, He won the Champions League, right? But uh, at the end of the day, who is the best player on the planet right now? It is Lionel Messi. So there's no doubt that he should have won it
0: absolutely that's and that's the honest truth i don't want to lie to anybody i just want to tell them my honest opinion and you know that's why you listen to footy banter don't want to take anything away from van dyke i think that if van dyke really pulls up his socks and continues with this this game that he's been playing he very well could win it next year he very well could start taking the limelight away from forwards and strikers and putting it on that back line showing that not only do they stop goals but they make goals happen too
1: Absolutely, I agree with you. And also his his uh, national uh, defensive partner, uh, DeLitt, winning the Young Player of the Year Award as well. The Netherlands looking pretty good with probably the two best centre-backs on the planet. Euros are coming up in uh, seven months from now. And uh, Van Dijk will probably be looking to uh, add uh, a national, an international trophy into his cabinet there. And very much solidify himself as one of the best if not the best defender on the planet right now
0: absolutely and i think that's about it guys so if you guys like the content like subscribe you can send us voice messages if you want and until next time this is footy banter